Welcome to BrainStuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, I'm Christian Sager, and this is BrainStuff. For most people, ionizing radiation isn't something we need to worry about. But some unexpected events can make us sick from radiation, like nuclear power plant accidents, atomic bombs, leaks in medical or industrial devices, or acts of terrorism. And what we know about severe radiation sickness is from incidents like these. So radiation, it's actually everywhere. It's in the atmosphere, the ground, the water, and even our own bodies. We call this natural background radiation, and it's perfectly safe. Radiation strips electrons away from atoms, creating a positively charged atom called an ion. Therefore, high-energy radiation is called ionizing radiation. Releasing the electron produces 33 electron volts of energy, and this heats surrounding tissue and disrupts some chemical bonds. Extremely high-energy radiation can destroy the nuclei of atoms, releasing even more energy and causing more damage. The resulting radiation sickness is a cumulative effect of all of this damage on a human body bombarded with radiation. Now, radiation exposure is measured in units called millirem or mrem. Higher readings are measured in MSV, which are multiples of 100 mrem. In the U.S., we get an average annual dose of 360 mrem. More than 80% comes from natural background radiation. And there are three kinds of ionizing radiation. Alpha particles are the first, and they're the least dangerous. They don't penetrate deeply into our skin if they do at all, because clothes can stop the particles. But they can be inhaled or ingested, usually as a radon gas. And they can also lead to lung cancer. Beta particles are another one. These are when electrons move quickly with a lot of energy. They're 8,000 times smaller than alpha particles, so they can penetrate the skin. And this can burn us or cause tissue damage. Beta particles can be ingested if they enter food or water supplies. And then we've got the most dangerous, which are gamma rays, extremely high energy that travels through matter since they have no mass. These can be only blocked by several inches of lead or concrete. If you're exposed to them, they run through your whole body, affecting the tissue and even the marrow of your bones. And these cause widespread systemic damage. So how does radiation make us sick? Well, it deposits energy into our tissue, causing cell damage. And this can make our cells abnormal or malignant. Huge amounts of radiation can kill within days or hours in acute exposure. And frequent exposure to low doses over long periods is called chronic exposure. This causes a delay in those health effects. However, when we're talking about amounts of radiation needed to trigger radiation sickness symptoms, it's in terms of total dosage. And this also takes into account radiation intensity, how much is absorbed into the human body, how long the exposure is, and the types of radiation involved. And this is quantified as the sievert, measured by the absorption of energy multiplied by the radiation type. So, for instance, a CT scan is equal to 0.01 sieverts of radiation. Now, federal guidelines limit your maximum annual dose to 0.05 sieverts. 
the average person gets 0.0036 sieverts from background radiation. 0.75 sieverts can be enough to induce radiation sickness, including nausea and a weak immune system. 3 sieverts is more severe, but it won't kill you. 5 sieverts and higher, radiation will start damaging your skin so it doesn't heal properly. Your hair will fall out, scars develop under your skin, swelling and forming keloids. Now, between 3 sieverts and 10 sieverts gives you a 50% chance of dying in 30 days. And an instant dose of 10 sieverts, that will be fatal, even with medical care. The effects of radiation sickness include initial symptoms like nausea, diarrhea, headaches, fever, and a loss of consciousness. With high doses, you'll also see burns to the skin. And symptoms occur more quickly the higher the dose, but they fade over one to two days. The latent period is where there are no symptoms over several weeks. And after this period, real damage is evident. Bone marrow is vulnerable and can't produce enough red or white blood cells. And this makes victims anemic and susceptible to infections. It also damages the digestive system's lining. And this allows bacteria to migrate from there into your blood causing more infections. So you're probably wondering, well, what's the treatment available? Well, that begins with decontaminating the patient if radioactive material is still present. Washing and special drugs like Prussian blue dye can be used. And these drugs bind radioactive particles and flush them from your body. You'll also want to evaluate your exposure with symptom checks using blood tests or a Geiger counter. You'll want antibiotics for the infections, and blood transfusions are used to compensate for damaged bone marrow. Actual marrow transplants are used in even more severe cases, and pills can reduce the symptoms of exposure. For instance, potassium iodide tablets prevent radioactive iodine from concentrating in your thyroid. However, it does not protect you from direct radiation exposure. To prevent that, well, you can start by avoiding radiation, but the CDC recommends that you stay inside your home because the walls can block some radiation, and the safest room in your house is the one with the least windows. Once you're in a safe place, figure out if you've been contaminated. Ways to do this would be get out of the area, remove your outer clothes, and put these clothes in a plastic bag away from all others. Wash all your exposed body parts, and any internal contamination may need medical attention. Now you know what to do if you've been exposed to enough radiation to cause serious sickness. Check out the BrainStuff channel on YouTube, and for more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. <laughs>